Good afternoon. Welcome to the Channel Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We are broadcasting on location today, NCC, the classic that is taking place in Kearney. So no surprise, we'll be focusing a little bit on what's happened in this cattle market. But we're also going to look at some of those other outside influences, whether it's the dollar, maybe it's the Safrina corn crop, how that is continuing to weigh in. But how about wheat being the leader? We're going to talk all about that and a whole lot more today. As Darren Fry joins us, Water Street Advisors. And Darren, I think we got to start out with this wheat complex because just from the beginning, I mean, I was seeing all these different little comp- comments that were coming out about how wheat was going to be the one maybe to pull what we see happening in the corn and the beans and kind of lead them on this trade. What are your thoughts? Uh, it's what really took off when Russia entered Ukraine. It's the first market that topped that really have let us down to the bottom and uh, it could lead us back up again. Uh, we know that we're right for a bottom. We know that there are some things that have shaped up uh, not only domestically with some really good demand export-wise for our soft red winter wheat, but also the fact that some things uh, internationally have kind of lined up to be a little bit more supportive from a fundamental standpoint. And then you just have the strong seasonals that haven't mattered, Susan. You know, this is a strong time for seasonals, whether we talk corn, soybeans, or wheat, and yet we haven't seen that matter. And so possibly wheat is going to be the leader. We're looking for a bottom. We need to see action that would support a bottom. And I don't think today and today alone will do it. But if we see a couple more days like today strung together, then I think you might have a bottom in place in wheat. What is your thought when it comes to the weekly export inspections? I mean, they've been kind of just stuck as of well. Um, Is that going to continue? I mean, China's back. We did see, you know, some stuff happening on the soybean side and the corn side, but nothing this week so far on the wheat. Well, I think the wheat will have an easy time getting to the USDA expectation. Uh, I think the corn will, too. I think corn demand is going to pick up as we move further uh, toward this May-June time frame. we got to grow that safrina crop, and certainly they're planting like crazy down there. The harvest has been at rapid pace coming out, which usually doesn't speak of a whopper bean crop when they're harvesting so fast. So we'll see how that turns out. But I, I think the real question is, is do soybean exports pick up? Because that's what's really been waned over the last month or two. As Brazil's crop from last year must be bigger than we expected, and we just haven't seen the business we needed to uh, with our tight carryout. And that's why our carryout's growing in soybeans. Well, you talk about the soybeans, Darren. I mean, Philippines making a purchase of meal, did that come as a surprise to you today? I think any of those countries that purchase, sometimes you see something from Colombia, Philippines, a smaller Panama, a smaller country. And those are always a little bit shocking, but it's just not enough. We need to see China come in and take uh, you know more of our beans, take some corn, like they've taken our sorghum and they've taken our soft red winter wheat off the P&W. And I think if we get some of that, uh, then you might have a bright spot here as we move forward, especially on the corn side. Is there concerns, though, that the dollar is just going to continue to weigh in on that and not allow for those export opportunities? There is concern of that. You know, if you take a look at the dollar, um, we're trying to finish either a correction up and start the next move of significance lower, or we still have more of that correction to come, getting the dollar clear up to 106, 108. Right now it's trading 104, 103 and change. And so um, we could be done going up in the dollar, but if the dollar has more 
to go to the upside before rolling over. That will hurt our exports. But a lot of consternation with what the feds are going to do. Obviously, we're seeing the CPI, the PPI, uh, the PC, some of these numbers coming out hotter than what everyone expected. And that is keeping the dollar a little bit supported. Uh, as well as uh, people concerned about the amount of rate cuts we're going to have this year. Uh, a lot of people are thinking four or five, six. I was kind of thinking two or three, and I'm still kind of thinking two or three. Uh, but maybe instead of March, they don't start till May. So how do you see that factoring in? I mean, these guys getting ready to plant this crop, they're watching their their bottom line as well. Any concerns maybe being shared with you from your customers? You know, other than just we got a lot of crops still to market um, and we have to get that sold and probably buy it back on paper. Uh, we thought there'd be some opportunities here as we rolled forward on the calendars. But so far, we haven't seen what's happened in South America come to fruition or anything uh, of concern yet with Safrina. But I would say that a lot of farmers are in pretty good shape from a financial standpoint just because of the prices and what we've seen the last two or three years with good yields good prices i think people have built their working capital and so we do have to make available cash for this next crop but uh, i think re-ownership on paper can be a solution for that obviously having some good marketing plans is a big part of what they're doing to be able to say so financially forward moving into this new marketing year yeah, I, I would say I would agree with that. I think you guys got to be careful with what's shaping up that uh, I think we're going to have some higher prices. I think we'll get corn back uh, in the old crop, maybe towards the five dollar area, new crop corn, obviously five and a quarter, five fifty. But uh, farmers are going to be aggressive if we get that opportunity. And then they just have to defend that if something would go wrong with the crop. So um, you guys got to be careful how aggressive he gets on that first rally because that first rally might be the start of something different uh not the end of something so guys just got to be aware of that all right we'll stick around folks we've got a lot more coming up as we get ready for the second half i want to come back and ask a question about the soybeans we did of course have a listener question that came about on friday i want to get darren's thoughts on what he thinks might be happening within this soybean uh, conflicts as we look at uh, also coming back we're going to take a look at what's happening on the livestock side as well What's going on with the consumer confidence and is it an effect on the cattle or just the proteins in general? And how bullish is he on the fundamentals of the cattle? We'll take a look at that. And obviously the good movement we've said moving export-wise on the pork. Stick around. We've got a full session coming up second half around the corner. It's a channel final bell on the Rural Radio Network. Product placement is something we're proud of at the Enhanced Channel Seed Brand. Here's Channel Seed Pro Grant Bailey from Norton, Kansas. We get down to the small areas, you know, of, of where these products need to be placed and picked. And, and I feel like that's been a very strong point of channel is we have a good group of leadership that chooses the right products for the right area, not just a broad one-size-fits-all. Rise to the challenge this season with the Enhanced Channel Seed Brand. Read and follow pesticide label directions, IRM, grain marketing, and other stewardship practices. KRVN. Welcome back to the channel Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield again. We're broadcasting today from NCC The Classic underway in Kearney at the Buffalo County Fairgrounds. And Darren Fry continues to join us with Water Street Advisors. Let's do, before we went to break, you were talking about when it came to being aggressive within these markets. Kind of, I want you to expand a little bit more about what you're wanting our listeners to be thinking about. Well, you know, if you go back and look at what happened in 2020 
and all the listeners will remember this, but we were so bearish and then the pandemic came and we were looking down to 275, 280. And, you know, I heard farmers say, if we ever get back to $4, I'm selling all my old crop, I'm selling the next two years of crop um, because we got a mess here. And of course we got back to $4 and we got to five and we got to six and we went to seven and eight. And we know what happened after 2020. What I'm hearing now is, hey, if we ever get new crop corn, new crop corn stands at 460, let's say, if we ever get new crop corn back to $5, I'm just letting it all go. Well, that might be right and that might be wrong because the next move of significance, we're looking for corn to move up, you know, a buck, a buck 50 over the next 12 to 15 months. And and if that is the case, or maybe even two bucks, who knows what weather's gonna do, how Safrina's gonna turn out, what our weather in North America is gonna look like this year. Yeah, if everything goes good everywhere, it's bearish. But if we have a few hiccups on the production side, uh, you could see $5 be kind of not such a good price to market all your grain at. So I just wanna caution everybody, hey, keep an open mind, maybe we get to $5, sell something, but you got to keep defensive if we see some of these fundamentals change. So that's what I meant. Is emotion going to be a high factor? Oh, I, I think so. I think the emotion is real uh, concerning right now just because sentiment has gotten so bearish. And we just don't think we can ever rally again. I mean, this is so discouraging. And usually when that happens, that's when you begin to have a rally. And I don't know what the catalyst is going to be. It certainly looks pretty hopeless at times because nothing can rally, but that's usually when you see, you know, the darkest time is right near the bottom or right ahead of the crack of dawn. And so I think that we can move higher, but we need a catalyst to do so. I'm kind of wondering if it isn't Safrina when it's all said and done, because they're drier than they were in 2016. The forecast looks drier. And we know that if they lose 15, 20 million metric tons of corn, that changes our supply situation quite a bit for old crop corn. We have a listener question that came in and we asked this last week and I wanted to get your thoughts as well. They're wondering, are we going to see soybeans go below that $11 mark? I don't think so. I think we're we're not done going down unless we see certain things over the next 10 days, an exuberant rally or something like that. I think what we're going to see is we're going to see nearby beans, let's just say the March or the May, leak up to that 12 and a quarter, maybe 1235 area and then roll over one more time. What they'll do after that is make a baby new low and then we're looking for a low to be made and the next move of significance back up 13, $14 as we move into summer. And so what is that low I'm looking for? Probably not more than 1140, 1150 area of the May soybeans. So if that happens and we bought them there, obviously we don't get below $11. I'm not looking for it, could it happen? Anything can happen in these markets, but I'm not looking for that to be below. I think it's more like 1140, 1150, if not already in. What's your thoughts on consumer confidence as we switch over and look at the livestock side? Well, I think that is going to be what hurts the cattle market in the end. I, I know supply is really tight. You can't get bearish on supply, but it will be if we finally see the domestic demand wane because if people get concerned about their overall financial picture, uh, their debt picture, or what's going on with inflation, or disposable income being drained down, obviously they're gonna stop consuming beef. And 
And beef consumption has to be supported on the domestic side at these price levels. We haven't seen great export demand out of beef like pork. And so if the consumer confidence wanes, I think that's where beef could get in trouble. And pork has definitely been a, a bright spot when it comes to exports. It definitely has. And I do think that we can go higher as well. Uh, in the pork side of things, I think we're not done going up. Uh, and after we do get done going up here, maybe another two, three dollars. I think we got three waves down, and then I think we go higher. I think we follow the seasonal into Memorial Day grill season, and we top out sometime May, June, July before we head lower into that fourth quarter. So I'm kind of bullish pork right now. And of course, we just got to get through this lentil season and um, see the the swing back to the other proteins. That's right. The lentil season is always hard, especially on beef demand. And uh, a lot of people get hams and stuff uh, into Easter, but we know Lent leading up to that can be pretty hard on the meats. And so uh, this is a, a time where the Packers could cut, you know, the kills a little bit, slow down that shackle speed, add to the beef price, increase their margins ahead of Easter here. So that's kind of what I think they're trying to do, gain that upper hand on the feed yards. Real fast, best way for folks to get a hold of you? Well, they can either look, look me up on Twitter, and that's at Fry underscore WSS, or give me a call at our, our office toll-free at 866-249-2528. And that is today's Channel Final Bell being brought to you by Channel Seed and the Channel Professional on the Rural Radio Network.